This podcast is sponsored by Echelon. Echelon is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort of your own home. With Echelon, you can work at any time, day or night, and crush your fitness goals. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text GENIUS to 818181 to get up to $800 off MSRP. Once again, just text GENIUS to 818181. Quick disclaimer, message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense, common knowledge, or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have uh, Nicole, Nicolina Lautz. Uh, she's the CEO and founder of Glycan Age, G-L-Y-C-A-N-A-G-E. Nicolina, thank you for coming. Hey, Richard. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, then the premise of Glycan Age. What was the point of the company? What was its mission? Sure. So my background is a little bit different to the company. So I'm not a, a scientist or a biologist, but this did come from a, a research lab that was uh, founded by my father about 15 years ago now. And I, as background, never studied biology, actually went to arts, but I've always been uh, a good entrepreneur. So I had companies since my team and they were quite successful. And I actually invested in this company to take us off the ground about two years ago now. Okay. Well, what, what's your position of the company right now? CEO. Okay, CEO. Um, so what is the premise of like an age? What's the company do? So we look at a different type of part of our biology that's mainly been ignored, which is called the human glycome. And at the moment, we're measuring uh, how fast you're aging biologically. So on a molecular level, by looking at the immune system and the rate of this uh, low-grade chronic inflammation that would naturally go up with age, but you can accumulate it faster or slow, and you can moderate it with your lifestyle. Um, so that's one of the, the products that's out there already, but we have many other diagnostics in the pipeline, uh, which are more risk specific. So you perform uh, some kind of test or sampling on people and you can tell their, what their biological age versus their glycan age. I mean, and what's the term you call it for the age that you guys discern versus their actual biological age? Glycan age is the most precise because it's aging based on your glycans. But it really looks at the immune system, so how the immune system is uh, changing with age. Uh, and that would be in a way our immune system creates inflammation, but also it has an anti-inflammatory side. So we look at glycans which activate and suppress inflammation, and that that would change in a way that you accumulate more of these bad guys and you lose the good guys. And then you have this ever-present uh, chronic inflammation uh, that is something you can control and it can change up to a decade before you actually develop a specific disease. So you have a very long time frame to, to respond and do something about your health uh, before actually something goes wrong. Well, what does this mean? What are glycans and how do they affect us and how do we, you know, how do they work in our body? Yeah. So most people don't know about glycans, uh, but they're sugars or they're complex carbohydrates. 
And if I say sugars, you have to forget everything you know about sugars because the sugars you're mainly familiar with is dietary sugars. So uh, food that gives us an, an energy, mainly carbohydrates. Uh, and also how your body responds to sugars like uh, glucose, HbA1c, diabetes. That's how you know them now. But we have sugars in all of ourselves so and all of our proteins. Basically, all proteins, since we are multicellular life forms, are glycoproteins. So they have a protein part and a sugar part that actually controls how they work in the body. Okay. Should I go um, on? Yeah, please go on. So... Do different diets accumulate them faster or in different forms or, you know, what's some of the nuance here? So one, let me first start with one way you're familiar with them. Uh, so you also, basically you have a ABO blood group and you have a blood group because of the glycans on your blood cells, which define the blood group. So over a hundred years ago, the first successful personalized medicine was actually uh, identifying the right blood groups. So if you're doing a blood transfusion, it, you're, you're not going to have an adverse effect. So they, they're actually everywhere. We have them on fats. We have them on immune cells. Uh, we have them basically in all, all cells in the body, brain cells. Uh, but the ones we look at are on antibodies. And now because of COVID, everybody's familiar with antibodies. Uh, and we look at immunoglobulin G, which is the most prevalent antibody in blood. And then you have about 50 of these different sugar structures around them. And they're indeed sugar peaks. And it's not a random process. So it's not defined by your food. Actually, half of it is influenced by genes. And the other half is your behavior environment, past environment for epigenetics. So it puts all of these different influences together. So nature and nurture together. Uh, and it can be influenced by, di by diet, but not directly in a way you eat, eat a carb and then you have a response. It's more of a complex uh, relationship. What does that mean, though, if it's not influenced by diet? What is, it, what is it influenced by? Well, half by genes. So we know there's a network of 40 different genes which regulate uh, your IgG glycum. And then epigenetics as well, so your past environment. And then what your, uh, your current behavior and life, uh, lifestyle. And that could be from how much you exercise, uh, from what diet you eat, but not in a way that it's a sugar response. It's more of an immune response, which then connects to your long-term health and longevity. Well, it sounds like these glycans are perhaps expressed on the cell membranes of all cells. Is that correct? Yes, they're, they're a component of the cells. So they're a structural component of them. Structural meaning internal or external? Like where, where structurally do they show up in a cell? Well, around the proteins. And so in the proteins, they can actually change how the protein works or even folds. And around the cell, depending on what cell you're talking about, but mainly they're inherited and as a complex trait. So they're not um, randomly. Basically, this binding site of the glycan or something we call alternative glycosylation is equal to code mutations. So if you have a mistake, you can there, for example, congenital diseases based on glycans, congenital heart conditions based on glycans. OK, so um, when you do your test, you're looking, I guess, at the immunological state of somebody. And if you see what more of these glycans are a certain type, uh, does that tell you that they're they've been under sustained attack, let's say, for a while and they're aging prematurely? Or, you know, what do you see when you do this test? The composition changes. You would have more of the bad structures and, and less of the good with age. And that means you're you have a so if you have less of these anti-inflammatory ones, then you're accumulating this low-grade chronic inflammation. 
And then that would be connected to future risk, but it also goes naturally up with age. So it's not necessarily risk specific. It's just something we would see happens with aging. Okay. So what do you do about it if your glycan profile is not looking good? Well, well, the good thing is you have, you have a very long time frame to respond. And one thing that's exciting about this field of biology as a whole is that we see the changes in the glycans some up to a decade before you develop a certain disease. So you have a very early warning signal that you should be doing something to prevent something going wrong in the future. And you can do many things. Some are very obvious. So the clock was first discovered about 11 years ago, and then it was published 2013. And up until 2016, we didn't know if you can actually change it. So we knew that, oh, we can measure uh, somebody's biological age based on the immune system or infla aging, so this accumulation of damage. And we knew that that correlates with traditional biomarkers or other parameters of healthy or unhealthy life. But we didn't know if this is a fixed path, that everybody has an individual path, but it's fixed. So we didn't know if you can do something about it. And then the first study was uh, studying in a nursing home where they put them on an exercise program and a diet, and they saw moderate changes or reversal in biological age. So we knew this is something you can actually influence and you can influence it with lifestyle. Uh, then we look at, looked at sports. So with exercise, it's important not to overexercise. So if it's the right type of exercise, you have a positive response. So you can make your biological age younger, but if you overexercise, then you can have a negative one. And that's particularly if you diet and exercise at the same time. Uh, but for example, some general things work like weight loss or caloric restriction would have a positive impact. And then when it comes to diet, that's more complex. So we looked at uh, a thousand people in five different diets. And each of these diets, it was from high carb, low carb, high protein, low protein, and all combinations. Exactly half of the people had a positive response. Half of the people had a negative response. The only diet that was generally good was caloric restriction. So we're actually very unique in how we respond to different foods. And that has an impact on our healthy aging or longevity. I've been working too hard and not working out enough. I wanted to get in shape, but I don't have time to get to the gym. Echelon brings the gym home to me. So right now for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text GENIUS, G-E-N-I-U-S, to 818181 to get up to $800 off MSRP. Once again, text GENIUS to 818181, and message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. So what situations should people be tested in? What kind of things happen in their life where they should get a test? Just age or if something should happen to them or what? Well, I, I can tell you when people start to think about it. So uh, ideally, all of us would think about it in our early 20s and, and not just talking about this, but talking about all the accessible biological tests you can do. Ideally, you would get a baseline measurement in your 20s and then you would see how this changes with time. Uh, but any time you start is good, really doesn't matter. But we see the most engagement mm. is 40s to 60s, or that's the time that most people would think about age. But then you also have lots of th- people think about much earlier or later. And about at age 65, we see a little bit of a cliff or a little bit of less interest than the cohorts before. But what brings people in to get this testing done? Largely clinicians. So we worked, we work with about 150 clinics around the world and they're all preventive health, uh, longevity medicine, integrative medicine, functional medicine. So they're all working to keep you healthy or get you back to health in 
the most natural, but of course, there's lots of drug interventions, which can be very positive. And then also consumers. So we have a consumer side and anybody can go and buy this test today. And then we pair it with doctor's advice because we see that if you, particularly if you have a bit of a higher score, first you need to know what you should do about it. So, and if it's delivered by a doctor, you're high more likely, highly more likely to actually follow up on that and do something about it. What have you seen when people undertake a program to uh, improve their glycan profile? What happens to them and how long does it, does it take? It's very individual, but we can see differences in clinics. So clinics which are, or nutrition, if you're focusing on nutrition, weight loss, a lot of the successful and focusing on gut health, then within a couple of months, you can see a significant change. Uh, we also know from research, we did a, a study with 2000 twins and also for weight loss and monitoring, well, following twins for two decades. And then we see that the twins which are gaining weight age faster, the twins which are losing weight age slower, uh, coupled that with the caloric restriction diet. And there we saw um, a moderate reduction in, in everybody. And then bariatric surgery, where we see a reduction of about nine years of biological age after six months by varies per individual. So one individual would reduce to three years, another one reduced 30, and the cohort was 65 patients. And I think the, the highest, biggest problem with bariatric surgery is we haven't changed eating habits. So if you follow them uh, after a couple of years, they're generally going to go back to their same weight or, or regain it. So I, I, I think that's a nice proof that weight loss can be beneficial, but there's better ways to get to that. Yeah, but how do you know that this that a reduced glycan profile correlates with better health? Have you guys done well, longitudinal studies or how has this been evaluated? Yeah, we, we did lots of longitudinal studies. So, so far we followed over 150,000 people and they and some of them were followed for a couple of decades, up to 30 years. And they were from the best uh, research cohorts around the world, so the best phenotype, genotype cohorts around the world. Uh, lots of like Twins UK Biobank, the Epic Biobank, which is the German site. So, so 27,000 Germans followed over 30 years uh, and a number of others. We knew before, so a few years ago, we knew that certain levels of glycans correlate with cardiovascular risk or diabetes type 2, and they would generally age years before the disease. For example, with hypertension, we see certain glycans change seven years before you are prehypertensive. And then there was a study, not that done by us, but we did analyze their data a few years ago, which was the Arcadis Biobank, so it's the Scottish biobank of uh, a thousand individuals from age 16 to 100 followed over 10 years and their endpoint was hospitalization for any reason and there we saw that an accelerated glycan age by just one year was the most predictive of future hospitalization from the broadest range of conditions and that was a comparison study looking at all the different aging clocks including methylation proteomics metabolomics and, and glycans uh, were the most predictive future hospitalization and as well correlated with aging in general, while metabolomics were also very predictive, but they were risk-specific. So are glycans a cause of problems or are they just a warning sign of problems? Depends on the disease. So there's many, many different connections, con uh, diseases connected to them. Pretty much a majority of our chronic conditions and all autoimmune diseases are, are connected to inflammation, but also are glycans. And depending on the disease, so in cardiovascular disease, we know this is causal. And we know it's causal because of mice studies. So in mice, of course, you can do a lot more than in humans. And in mice, they did a study where they fed them a high-fat diet. So they become 
obese and develop hypertension. Uh, and then actually this, this was an intervention study. So one arm, they would give them a supplement, which is a precursor to a certain glycan structure. And these mice would become obese, but they wouldn't develop hypertension. In humans, we have association, but we see that the glycans, same glycans change a decade before you actually develop heart attack or stroke. So what do you see as the future of this testing? Where and when should it be used and how can it help? Well, ideally, it will be accessible in general healthcare, so you don't need to pay for it out of pocket. And for that, general healthcare would need to accept aging as a disease, or at least immune aging, along with some other tests, which would, if we're looking at glycans, there will ideally be three tests. One is for general aging, and then prediction of cardiovascular disease and prediction of diabetes type 2. So those three things would be available to anybody on their healthcare. So that's the, hopefully. Are you saying that you want to classify aging as a disease to be treated? So that's a complicated one, and that's a whole field. And from how we look at it, well, yes, in a way. So if you, not, how would you put it? The decline that comes with aging, if you tackle that early, so most of the aging researchers are looking into this or looking at it this way, that if you're treating aging as the starting point of decline, then by just treating that, you can prevent all of the age-related diseases. So instead of you waiting for a certain uh, condition to happen or a certain organ to fail, you, you treat the starting point of that disease, which would be aging on a molecular level. Well, all right, very good. Where can people find out more about uh, Glycan Age and find out about the testing? Well, they can go on the website. So it's glycanage.com. You you have a consumer side and a clinician side as well. So both, and if you scroll down all the way to the footer, you have a publication side where they can read all the papers. The first one being in 1996. And so okay, far, so we best had... place to go is uh, That's the best place to get info. Glycanage.com. That's the one. And if someone's uh, under a doctor's care, can they ask the doctor to check into this and get the testing for them? Or how would someone get the testing? Yes. So at the moment, there's 150 clinics and majority of them are in the States. We have a list of some of them on the website, uh, but you can, and and this is um, self-pay, so it's not covered by insurance at, at this moment, but you can ask your practitioner about it and he can sign up and, and order the test as a practitioner. Well, very good. Nicolino, thank you for coming on the podcast and explaining this. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, which has been sponsored by Echelon. When you're trying to reach your fitness goals, it can really help to have world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull. And you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. Echelon gives you that. Echelon's certified fitness instructors are supportive, engaging, and fun. They really know how to get you moving. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners can get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text GENIUS to 818181 to get $800 off MSRP. Once again, text GENIUS to 818181. Message and data rates may apply. Please see terms for details. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. 
This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.